Welcome to Attached, a platform for adding breadth and depth to everyday living. I'm Yaakov Danishevsky, and this particular series is called Living with the Times, Chasidus to enhance our experience of the time period in the Jewish calendar. I was thinking about the following question this year. You know, we have every year on the calendar, Tishabov. We know it's going to be Tishabov, and if Mashiach doesn't come, that means it's going to be a day of mourning and sadness and grief. And we also have on the calendar, though, that right after that, we're going to have what we call Shabbos Nachamu, which is the Shabbos of comfort. And we're going to read Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, and we're going to focus on comfort. And it's kind of an interesting thing because if we know that we're going to engage in comfort, in Nechama, right after Tishabov, this year especially, it's really truly immediately afterwards. In a sense, it almost feels like that undermines the sincerity of even doing Tishabov. It's like I'm engaging in this morning knowing that I'm about to comfort myself. There's almost something about it that 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 kind of pulls the rug from underneath the, the, the possibility or the meaning of truly engaging in a state of mourning. It's like if I'm truly broken, if I'm truly mourning, if I'm, I'm truly sitting on the floor and crying, so, uh, but, but I know that I'm about to do Shabbos Nachamu. So I was thinking, though, that maybe, maybe the way that it really can still be very, very real and that it's not, it's not just two days on the calendar that we kind of have scripted for us. And so, okay, today is Tisha B'Av, and then the next day or the next whenever it is, is Shabbos Nachamu, and now I engage in comfort, etc. A, a way that I think that it can actually flow in, in, a, in a genuine and in a way that, that feels, feels real is because the Nechama can only be accessed through actually experiencing Tisha B'av. So if a person has in mind or knows that there's Nechama coming and therefore the Tisha B'av is, is not really a Tisha B'av, then actually what that means is that they don't actually get to experience or access the Nechama because the Nechama is what is accessed by genuinely and actually feeling the morning of Tisha B'av. If a person isn't really feeling the morning of Tisha B'av, then they might be in Shabbos Nachamu on the calendar, but they're not actually accessing what it means to have Nachama. Why is this? What does this mean? So it's like Rabbi Nachman writes about, Rabbi Nachman says that the word Kinos, those letters of the word Kinos rearranged spells the word Tikkun. I recently shared in, in the Eilecha series that the word chorban, which is rooted in the word cherev, charav, destruction, a sword, is the same letters as the word rachav, which is expansiveness, a state of spaciousness. And I think what's so significant about that teaching from Nachman and that, that idea about cherev to, to rachav is that it's the very same letters that make up both words. And the way that I understand that is that what that's, teaching and, and, and guiding us to understand is that the way we can access tikkun, fixing and healing, rectification, the way we can access that, the way we can access rachav, spaciousness, expansiveness, 
we can access those things only through the kinos. The tikkun is able to be arrived at only by way of kinos. The rachav is able to be arrived at only by way of the cherev and the charav. And the reason I think for that is because there are different ways of accessing Hashem, different ways of accessing a state of being connected to something that's beyond ourself, to being part of something bigger than ourselves. There's the, the, the classic Hasidic idea, which people typically quote as just kind of like a cute, a cute idea, but, but I was thinking this year that, that it's really actually something very profound, you know, that the Gemara says, that just like when we enter Av, we diminish our Simcha, so to an Adar, we increase our Simcha. And the Hasidim say, but aren't we always supposed to be Besimcha? So how could it be that we're trying to diminish our Simcha and Av? So they say we have to change the way we read it. That really what it means is that just like in Av, we make ourselves smaller with joy. We do it in a state of Simcha, but we make ourselves smaller. So too in, in, in Adar, we make ourselves bigger and we do it in a state of joy. But it's always in a state of Simcha. So I was thinking about it. The Mitla Rebbe of Dover says that Simcha is the experience of feeling that you are part of something bigger than yourself. Simcha is the experience of, of transcending the self, not by way of nullifying or, or getting rid of the self, but by way of the self becoming part of something that's bigger than, than just the self. It's the experience of being within being, being enveloped and being subsumed into something bigger, where the part of that, that thing bigger than myself, the part that I am is significant and important, and my part plays a unique role. It's a unique, a unique aspect of that thing that's bigger than me. But I'm part of something bigger than me. I'm not my own independent existence. I'm not focused on myself vis-a-vis -vis myself. That's the experience of Simcha. And so what that line in the Gemara means, the way that the, that, 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 that Vort says, is that maybe there's two ways that we access that experience of Simcha, that experience of being part of something bigger than myself. One way is the Adar way, is the Marbim way, the way of expansiveness, of being bigger than myself, which means that I access being part of something bigger than myself by Mishloach Manos, Matanos Levyonim, a pseudo with people going out to hear Megillah, being part of something bigger than myself by expansiveness, by going out, by reaching out of my own Dalad Amos, out of my own, my own box, by way of giving. In Av, the way that we access that place of being part of something bigger than myself is by going, going into a place of smallness. It's by seeing and being painfully aware of the state of Lev Nishbar, the state of brokenness, the state of how, how, how much suffering there is, how limited we all are, by being aware of the ache of being finite, by being aware of, of all the, the, the challenges and the experiences of, of how there's nowhere or there's no way to turn in our reality to anything that doesn't have an aspect of, of suffering and pain and challenge. It's, it's everywhere. It's in everything. It doesn't have to necessarily, I don't mean that it's the entirety of our experience all the time, but it's embedded in everything. There is, there, there's challenge and there's, there's the experience of being finite and limited in everything in, in, in our entire lives. It permeates all of existence. Everything exists with a crack, 
running through it. Nobody walks through this world unscathed. Nothing, nothing is perfect. Everything has limitation. And when we really allow ourselves to experience that, then that's that when we experience that smallness, that limitation, when we experience our own being finite, that's what gives us access and gives us the ability to sense and perceive that there is something bigger. That's why if Simcha Bunim or, or others said the line that there's nothing more whole than a broken heart, because it's within that experience of having a crack running through my heart, of having a brokenness that I'm able to sense, but there's something that I perceive to be whole. There's something I perceive to be bigger than my finitude. There's something I perceive to not have the limitations that I have. There's something I perceive to be more perfect than the imperfections that I experience in this world. And so it's within the mima'atin, within the smallness, that I actually access a very similar simcha to the simcha that's accessed in Adar by way of Marbim. Both of them are ways of accessing the experience of being part of something bigger than myself. And that something, of course, is the reality of of, of the Ein Sof, of, of the endless being, of the being that's beyond everything and, can, and, and, and holds everything, of Hashem. And that arrival, that experience of connecting to that, that being that's bigger than us, that's the Nechama. That's the, that, that's the comfort. And that comfort is accessed from within the Kinos, you find the Tikkun. From within the Cherev, you find the Rachav. Because what you're discovering, the reason it's in a Chama is because what we're discovering is that, yes, we can find that state of Simcha and that state of connectedness, and we can find Hashem in the Marbim experiences, the experiences that are, that are, that are outwards and all of those kinds of experiences. But we also have access to that Simcha and to that, to that being and to that state of transcending the self by, by sensing and connecting with something bigger than us, we have the experience to access that through the smallness of the self. And that is the nechama. And that nechama is only able to be accessed from within the smallness itself. And so to just be in Shabbos Nachamu is just a time on the calendar. But if a person truly experiences Tisha B'Av, then they actually, from within Tisha B'av, arrive at Shabbos Nachamu and at the Nachama, which is really what the word Nachama, Nachay, means. It means to have a change of perspective, a shift of perspective. Because what it means is that I'm able to shift the perspective from that smallness, from that chera, from that constriction, into the rachav, into the expansiveness, from the kinos, the wailing, the lamentation, the pain, into the tikkun, the healing, and the fixing. And the ultimate healing is Ani Hashem Rofecha. The ultimate healing is the experience of finding that being that's there, that is actually accessed specifically through the Mematin, through that smallness. Perhaps this is also a way to understand the Gemara that says, Anyone who mourns Yerushalayim merits and sees its simcha, its joy. And everyone points out that why does it say in the present tense, Zoche Veroe, that the person merits and sees? It should say the person will, Yizke Veyira, the person will in the future see the Simcha. But it says now, in the Avelos, in the morning, a person merits and sees the Simcha. And I think based on what we're saying, we can understand because Simcha is that experience of connecting to something bigger than myself. 
And one of the ways, one of the very important ways, and it's the way of this time period that we're able to access that is specifically through that Avelis. for listening if you enjoyed this please follow us on whatsapp youtube or instagram all our podcast series can be found wherever you listen to podcasts i'd love to hear from you so please reach out with questions comments or suggestions or to be added to our whatsapp groups you can reach us through email using yakov y-a-k-o-v dot attached at gmail.com or on whatsapp at 773-888-2413